things will definitely go according to plan this week on Hapless Heroes. This is the best time to ask, who has dark vision? Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Hapless Heroes podcast. I'm Francesco, and tonight I am your host and DM as we continue our adventure and get into the real, the real uh, dungeons part of Dungeons and Dragons, if there is such a thing and still it would be in space. <laughs> uh, but before we do that, I'm going to introduce my cast like we do every week, uh, starting on my virtual left. They're all oriented in weird ways on my video screen. We have Dave playing March. Hey, how's it going, everybody? John playing Jam Jam. Jam Jam is bored. Lewis as Lev Zangiev. We are going to hit something soon, Jam Jam. Mike as Brunner Brew Blitzbor. Boredom is a choice. Nicole as Glorp Glup Glup. How can you be bored? We're in space. And Sebastian as Chum de Loom. Do you think these nuts that I grabbed from the bottom are important? <laughs> So when we last left off, we were on a shuttle heading towards the uh, Marion Cluster, which is a system um, in the DMZ between the Crimson Imperium and the New Federation's like systems. Uh, you were tasked by the flotilla to essentially board this abandoned station, extract some data, uh, even though the station is not powered currently because it has been sort of d- damaged by the the war that uh, kind of happened or ended about 30 years ago. Um, you are to essentially land, try to find a way to re- you know turn the power back on, uh, extract the data, get out of there. Don't make a, f- don't make a scene. Try to, you know, so that no one kind of is called to attention that the fact that you are here, we left off with you. Uh, we were, we were just about to enter the system uh, where we kind of just took a brief moment because, um, March wanted to try to, before entering another system, you wanted to do something with that um, that little flash drive that you have. And I remember yeah. you plugged that into a tiny little computer setup you had put together on the ship. Uh, your Everyone in the room, or I'm sorry, everyone like in this part of the ship saw you do this, saw the your um, little like power gauntlet, like arcane focus thing spark. But only you and only and you alone heard in your mind the words just Project Q shouted in your mind by some disembodied voice. Everyone else in the room is able to react into seeing your reaction, which is, I guess I'll let you describe that, but no one hears what you've just heard. Um, so we're going to be entering the ship again. There was that, you know, uh, it's like, you know, hey, five minutes and we're going to be uh, entering uh, wild space. So just make your preparations. We're about to be going back into real space. Uh, so right about as we're about to enter this system, you see that this this spark from March's gauntlet, um, you know, with the keyboard and all that stuff all over it. 
and uh, you know he kind of recoils from this like little mini computing device that he had set up on a table downstairs uh, in, in the second or the first level of this um, shuttle. Is uh, there a name for the the internet equivalent, or is it just the internet? Galnet. Galnet. Am I in the same room as March when the spark happens? Yeah, I believe you were because you were reading something downstairs because you were gonna you would have answered the intercom that was on the wall there and you'd like try to reach a pseudopod over to touch it, right? It was a whole thing. Is it a significant amount of spark? Yeah, it would be definitely noticeable as you would see him visibly recoil from the device he set up. Oh. Is, is there a fire hydrant near me? Not fire hydrant, sorry, fire extinguisher. Yes. Let me roll something. Yes. <laughs> no, there is not. Damn. I do not shoot March with a fire extinguisher. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, 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 I truly appreciate it from, from the bottom of my black and little heart. You okay? I just had some sudden revelations as to why Galnet was born. What's a Galnet? I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a boomer. Uh, I mean, Shum, you would know. I mean, you, you can feign ignorance, if I guess, but like you would know what Galnet is, having lived aboard the raft now for about eight months or so, right? Like that is the the. I forgot internet, I have all the, the social media. Internet, yes, right. Yep. You figured out how the internet was, bo- or the Galnet was bored. Uh, just, just, just why? Uh, a strange train of thought thing. I think I had the first half of that conversation in my head. It was in the, it, it was, it was in show tunes. It was not good. Does anybody have any ideas about a project? Oh, I love Q? show tunes. Project Q. Yeah, I know, right? Well, uh, since we're all just kind of looking at you. Uh, I will say the project Project Q was the thing that you were tasked with getting information about. Um, uh, the data you are trying to retrieve has to do with Project Q. You are just you were instructed though to not open or attempt to read or decrypt the information that you are getting about it. You were just told that you need to be looking for folders or files, you know, re- pertaining to Project Q. That is the data you have been tasked to recover. Damn, two weeks did a number. However long the break was, did a number. Yeah, holiday break. Memory, what do you mean? I, we already came back from our holiday break, Seb. It's been <laughs> several. Mean? It's been several weeks since then. <laughs> oh right, the vampire. <laughs> the vampire. Yes. <laughs> Proxy Pro- Keen. So that was the. Uh, that's the job. That's the task, right? Project Q. What? Why? What do you ask? Mm. What kind of vampire <sighs> starts with Q? Vampire. Quimpire. <laughs> Definitely I don't a know, like Queervo or something. I don't know. Project Queervo. Yeah, has a nice ring Quervo. to it. Queervo. I like this. I like this a lot. lot. All right, now that we've renamed the mission that we're on, why did you ask? Uh, yes, so what do you know about Project Queervo that you aren't telling I, us? I was gonna. I, I'd say it popped into my head, but I feel like that under uh, that uh, sort of undersells the severity of how it happened. Uh, 
So I'm just going to operate under the assumption that none of the rest of you heard it, because if you did, one of you might not be looking at me like I'm from another planet, which, yes. You are. I am. But could you stop its profiling? And I don't really stand for that. Shroom's <laughs> face changes nothing. <laughs> yeah, Love just kind of blinks a couple times. So, 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 so. No, nobody had nobody had Project Q blasted in you know really loud like super serious tones you know while I was getting the shit shocked out of me by fucking oh shit he dives down finally just realizing mid sentence that one of his computers that he's been building by hand for years and carrying around with him has just gone up in a puff of smoke and spark. Yep, uh, it, it's not looking good. The drive itself, um, you can see, has is, is unscathed inside of the port, but the port itself has sort of melted uh, slightly. It doesn't look like it would be usable. In fact, like if you if you were to jiggle that little flash drive, like you could just easily pull it out. Like it's not it's not really being held in there anymore. It's kind of fried. Whatever internals were inside of the uh, computing device that were it was holding <laughs> this in place. Damn! Got to be careful when you uh, go on those sites, man. That's not good for your computers. Uh, so you hear a, just a, as a, as an interruption to this conversation that's happening right now. You hear another announcement over the intercom from Mulligan saying uh, T minus 30 seconds till uh, entry uh, into uh, wild space. I would uh, strap yourselves in. And if this is not a journey you've made very often, I would um, prepare for a little mild nausea as we enter. Oh, boy. Tomb's going to go into the very small seat on the shuttle and lock himself in. Sure. Yeah, I'll also take a seat and lock myself in. Why not? If there's uh, there's landing gear like that in here. I'm not a therapist or good with computers, so I don't think I can help Rabbit over there. Uh, it's, it's, it's all right. Um, I start strapping myself in while rummaging through a bag. Pulls out a small silver and black case. Ooh, mysterious. And then pulls out a scroll of calm emotions from that. <laughs> so it, it's uh, like, anybody, is it in anybody, like a little he's, like he's mini literally bottle? Like offering them around nice. like, yeah, if, if this is your yeah. first time re-entering properly, you're going to need one. Hell yeah. yeah what, what the hell? <laughs> oh yeah, there's a party now. Oh my god. So March sparks up a scroll of calm emotions and passes it around as y'all strap yourselves in. Um a couple of you will have to go back up the ladder, right? To strap yourselves in up there because I, I remember mentioning there was a limited number of seats all over the place, right? You guys we guys had to spread out a little bit throughout the the ship. So I forgot who mentioned they were going to be in these like the upper level of the ship behind the cockpit, but um, I'm just going to kind of take it as red. Probably everyone is gone at this point now to strap themselves in. Um, and you kind of feel this almost like it's very subtle, the shift when you cross from the Astral Sea back into wild space once more. You've experienced this on a larger scale as the flotilla has traveled, but this was a bit of a long journey. Um, well, okay, long journey chronologically, like time chronologically speaking, right? But I did mention, right, there are some things that get suspended when you are in the uh, Astral Sea, which I, I would love to go into more detail about, but we can uh, I can wax poetic about that either another time or in one of our uh, Patreon bonus episodes to kind of get into how we've kind of written that. But 
Um, suffice it to say, I need everybody on the ship to make constitution saving throws, please. How many? Uh, no, all of you make one constitution oh. saving throw, please. Okay, you said throws. Yes, because <laughs> uh, multiple throws are being done, just one for each of you. I just wanted to be a con save. Ooh. It's going to go around, so let's start with March. What do you got? 18 on the die, no modifier. Okay. Uh, Jam Jam? 19. Lev? 13. Um, Brew? Um, it is a nat one. I love that. Uh, Glorp? Uh, 19 on the die, and that's one of the ones I'm proficient in, so 21. And Chum? That's a dirty, nasty, filthy 12. Good. Good. Okay. Well, Brew. Mm, yes. <laughs> and we'll even say, uh, where was the 12 again? I think that was uh, Jam Jam. <laughs> jam Jam, right? The 13? <laughs> I had a 13. 13 was uh, Lev. Yeah. You had the 12. Chum had the 12. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I'm going to say, I'm going to start with Chum and Lev, actually, then. Both of you feel, as you kind of like enter back into a, a wild space, a little uneasy. Um, like your stomachs are kind of twisting and turning a little bit as sort of like your biological functions unpause. Um it's not as if the last several weeks are catching up to you biologically. It's more so that you've spent the last several weeks not having to worry about some of those, um, I guess, biological needs that your body has, right? You haven't necessarily had to eat. I mean, if you could, you snacked if you just decided to, but there wasn't really <laughs> any, like, you know what I mean? There's that, those hunger pangs wouldn't have gotten any worse or better. Um, you know, same with like thirst and even other, you know, other needs like having to use a uh, restroom and whatnot. Uh, but you're just, you're feeling a little, a little off. So I'm going to say that for the next hour or so, and I guess, you know, we'll, we'll determine when that is probably just for the remainder of this particular session um, or the first part of our little adventure here. We're going to give you a minus one penalty to some of, to your ability checks. Um, Woof. Brew. So brew, can brew, I ex brew. can I explain why this might have happened? Um, so sure. Brew, being the just great guy that he is, uh, he was kind of going around just making sure everyone else was seated, had their seatbelts <laughs> oh on, like the dude on the roller coaster. He had to climb the ladder to get to his seat, so he was the last one to get to his seat. Um, so just making sure everyone else was safe, everyone else was good to go, and got caught up in the moment. I love that. In fact, since you've specifically mentioned you were helping everyone else get into their seats, um, I will go ahead and scratch the minus one penalty for the for your other two companions. However, you, Brew, will be uh, making a minus two penalty to all of your ability checks and saves oh. for the next hour as you this feel... Physically ill. <laughs> oh no! Look, look at this guy taking the trying to get the moral high ground out of yelling at his <laughs> shoes. <laughs> I was gonna say this is the this is the consequence of 
you know, playing your character the way. No, it's I love this for you. Out. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I absolutely love this for you. What I will say that uh, to balance things out, because I love nat ones and things like that, you have a severe penalty, but I will give you a temporary boon of inspiration for this. Uh, oh, yeah. So. Uh, right, so it, it'll bounce out one penalty. of my dice rolls. Got it. Absolutely. Right. I feel like it's only fair to you play to your character. You're helping your companions, you know, with their traveling needs. Right. You're trying to make sure everyone's set and you forgot to consider yourself. You know, um, I like that. It's a very selfless action. Well done. Hell yeah. Wonderful. But now we've entered the Marion system. Um, after a few moments, Mulligan exits the cockpit um, again and he says, Okay, uh, you know, we are on cruising course for the uh, facility. Um, we are, just to give you some background, uh, we are heading towards the United Research Collective uh, base in orbit around Marion 4. Uh, this place, as far as I know, has been abandoned since the, since the war, so it's been about 30 years since this place has seen anything besides maybe the odd scavenger or two, I'd be willing to bet that the place has been rather picked clean, at least anything that was accessible um, in its current state. However, there is a hangar bay that I should hopefully be able to touch us down in. Should you know, I'm just kind of hoping the doors are still open, or at least are you know have been forced open. Uh, when we get in, I'm going to be giving you all uh, just some some suits to wear as. While the power is out, there's not going to be a whole lot of air or gravity to speak of. These jumpsuits that you're going to be putting on do have mag boots attached to them. We have been given all you know sizes to fit all of you here. The flotilla does provide. Damn straight. I will say that uh, you know if you haven't uh, done any sort of you know low grav or no grav uh, walks before, uh, the mag boots are going to take some getting used to. As the DM to your pl- to the players, while the mag boots are engaged and simulating gravity for you, it's essentially like everything is difficult terrain. You're like you're kind of walking as if it's like you know you're kind of like walking through mud because of the fact that without power and without the systems to generate it, the only gravity plane that's really going to exist is the one that's going to be around the planet that's kind of you know pulling or keeping things in orbit and the one that's projected by the ship. Right, the the, the facility itself is gonna is gonna be a little messed up. Same with air. He's, uh, he, so he continues. Um, there's also going to be an O2 tank uh, attached to each of these suits. Should give you all um, about an hour's worth of uh, of air before we have to come refill. Uh, I should have plenty. I should have enough. The ship should be good enough to you know continue to refill you guys uh, for the length of this adventure. I don't foresee us being here long enough that we need to worry about uh, replenishing our air supply. But. Uh, just remember, you're, you have very limited air. If you take your helmets off or anything like that, you got about, you know, a minute or so before you're out of air. So just be be mindful. Okay, we are this. It, this is vacuum until we get the until we get the air envelopes, uh, generators, and power back on. Cannot state enough how underqualified I feel we are all for this. Puts helmet on. <laughs> hey, the flotilla <laughs> saw something in you, so I'm choosing to believe in you too. Maybe you should try. A little bit of that yourself. Oh yeah, hope really does good when you run out of air. Yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of in. seeing something's in, did anybody see like a carafe or a decanter, something, a coffee before uh, before we start this? Like, oh, I got some instant yeah. coffee I can put together for you guys if you need some oh, coffee. Oh my gosh, you 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 would be like my own personal like you know like Lord sure. Savior for some yeah. coffee. Holy crap! <laughs> like I will literally make you like my personal religion right now. Yeah. So like. 
Mulligan goes downstairs or down the ladder to the um, you know to the first level. He opens up some some like you know like little lockers and cupboards, things like that. Pulls out like a small kettle, um, a few cups, you know, like a, like a few rows of cups. Pours you know like just like a couple packets of what looks like instant coffee. Just like you know puts them inside of the the mugs. You know boils the water, fills them up. We all share a coffee before we arrive at the uh, United Research Collective facility. I'm um, good. Brew, brew passes. Yeah, he's not yeah, feeling yeah, too great. March will drink anyone's coffee who doesn't. It's all yours. Good. Caffeine and me good. don't mix. Good. Yeah. And the, the, he, the, he's the, standing there like at the breakfast table with like two joints in between the fingers on his left hand. And he is just plowing through coffees. That's actually <laughs> like, really impressive. Like, well, this is this 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 is a secret right here. Like, this is the secret. Like, you know, if you're going to be hacking like in like uh, difficult uh, the situation. Anyway, it's these until your hands start shaking, uh, gesturing with the coffee and then these until they stop. And that's the second they stop. That is right where you're looking to be. Look back it's at all in the Mulligan. Hands. I have all the faith in the world. <laughs> Let's go. Glurp right, took so, one sip of his coffee and then seeing March just slid the cup across the table and backed away a couple <laughs> steps. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I would look at Brew and just be like, oh, you look a little uh, paler than usual. You all right there, bud? Well, I, I don't normally look pale at all, but uh, I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay. Right. <laughs> You uh, very much are not doing okay. Your stomach is in knots. Your you feel you you feel dizzy. You feel um, like your equilibrium is off. You are very much not okay. I, I'm I, I'm be, saying that I'll to you. I'll be fine. I'll be yeah, fine. Yeah. Okay. This is gonna okay. go great. Nothing could possibly go wrong. After a few moments, um, I will say that, you know, on, on the screens and in the ship, as well as, you know, if anyone were to look at any of the portholes, the um, planet of Marion 4 comes into view. Whoa. The Marion system, right, um, you kind of, you, you, you're entering from the edge of the system, so you're kind of approaching, you know, from the outer edge, kind of going, going in towards the sun. So the Marion 4, Mar- between Marion 4 and Marion 3, there's a large asteroid belt. Uh this belt, some some of the debris and, and whatnot, maybe over, you know, the millennia, of however long the solar system has existed, uh, Marion 4 has developed a bit of a ring around it as well, uh, probably from stray debris of different things like that, uh, you know, floating around in this system. Um, the belt itself, you can see on, like, the system map that's come up on some of the screens in the ship, uh, seems to be um, where the research station is. Um, it appears to actually, now that you're looking, you know, the screen's kind of showing more details, right? It's it's essentially a research station that's been built into, um, like a like a medium sized like asteroid, or you know, that's been like a, you know hunk of rock essentially that's orbiting, as uh, part of this like you know, uh, ring around Marion Four. Um, so as you're approaching, you know, the ship's getting closer, and uh, Mulligan's like, okay, well, I'm gonna I gotta go back in just to engage some manual control now that we're out of cruise. I'll get you guys, uh, we'll get you touched down. Uh, I th- start getting into your suits and uh, we'll be on the ground shortly. So, uh, you know, he points you to the lockers. You can see that there's, again, there's 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 spacesuits of, uh, you know, varying sizes to fit all of you. Um, you know, all of you take a few moments to get uh, suited up, I think. Glorp, I forget, do you have to breathe? 
I mean, I uh, Glorp can hold their breath for an hour, one hour, but um, if Glorp was given a spacesuit. Yes, okay, no, that's why I'm making sure that there is a spacesuit for you. Like, I forgot about plasmoids and breathing, so, okay, cool. So all of you take a moment to don your spacesuits, um, and you can see as we're pulling up, there's this massive, like, sort of circular hangar bay. There are several, um, what appears to be, like, you know, massive bay doors that have been opened, you know, kind of around the circumference of it. You can see the uh, from the outside of this research base to the, um, if I guess if you were looking at the, like, looking head-on at it from where the hangar bay is, you can see that there are some structures or some parts, you know, poking up on the top, um, but there have, there's probably some more stuff that, you know, is actually set into the asteroid itself. Um, there are, you can you can see that there are some ruined um, structures and like some chunks that have, appear to have been blown off of this, like, research base to the right of the uh, hangar bay. Um, you're not sure from this distance, you know, what facilities or what those might have been, but you can tell that the system has taken some damage from some, like, large caliber, like, like spaceship weapons at some point in the past. The hangar bay itself looks mostly intact, um, although you can do definitely see that there are some panels and things like that from, like, the, the ceiling of it, essentially, that have been, um, either have fallen or were destroyed or whatnot, because you can kind of see a little bit inside. The shuttle, because of its small size, is easy, easily able to kind of navigate through those open bay doors and kind of touches down on one of the many empty landing pads inside of this hangar bay. Um, looking out of the portholes, you can see that um, there are there's no other like I guess ships in here, which is a good thing. It, it would be kind of strange if there were. Um, there are many of different like crates and like you can kind of see like a lot of service arms and different things that that hang in from the ceilings and you know rafters scaffolding this is a very large like hangar bay um but uh, it does appear that it has you know it's been quite some time since anyone has stepped foot in here and the last people that stepped foot in here were definitely some sort of scavengers because this place appears at least from the hangar bay already to have been picked clean of anything um that could be potentially salvageable aside from the structure itself um, so, you know, as, as this touches down, right, uh, Mulligan says, okay, well, uh, I'll keep the, uh, keep the engine running. Um, come back here if you need to refill your air, uh, because as soon as you move a few, you know, about, uh, you know, probably outside of the range of this hangar bay, uh, where air and, uh, gravity are done for you. And so you gotta rely on the suits. Okay? Clear? Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, here's uh, here's some uh, he hands uh, you know like a like a walkie-talkie looking device uh, you know for local transmission if you need to get you know relay any, from, any information back to the ship I'll, t- I'll keep one here and one of you take it please. Nice, I will take that. Thank you. Yes, Jeff. of course, Lev as the uh, communication master. Okay. <laughs> is it like an ear <laughs> thing or is it a walkie-talkie? It's like a it's like a handheld like a walkie-talkie. Okay, gotcha. Kind of, like 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 a two-way radio. What do our suits look like? Uh, they're just like they look almost like look like orange jumpsuits with like a big bubble nice. helmet. We're all orange, nice. Yeah, very nice. And there's like a little flotilla like symbol. Um, it just looks like a big, you know, like a flying saucer with like a star like behind, you know, a big like a cross star behind it. How uh, does my horn work in this thing? Your horn? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, Had to fold it up. 
Well, they would have fitted these things for you. So this is like so just a just a gigantic like like orb around your head. I'm yeah. assuming that, or it's been yeah. like, or it's maybe like a like teardrop like or something. It's like yeah. oval shaped, right? Yeah. So you look like a it tapers you look like the, towards like the, the top, like the Eldar in 40k, like how they have those. Some of them yeah. have like those like long helmets. That's kind of what I imagine this looks like for right. you. Well, I was imagining like mine almost like vacuum locked onto my horns. So like my horns are still sticking out of the helmet, but. Right. Like it was still like there's like a yeah like a little oh, vacuum, yeah. vacuum seal that exists yeah. there yeah yeah sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> horn gaskets <laughs> are there holsters for our weapons and stuff on the suits yes I would like to do that yeah so you yeah you arrange and holster your weapons as needed because um, it's actually just wearing this over you know whatever you're already wearing this kind of is just a jumpsuit you kind of climb into I nice. shake Jeff's hand <laughs> you keep keep calling him Jeff. But, you know, again, his name is Mulligan, hey. and no point has he introduced himself to you as Jeff. It is nickname. Uh, but sure. Uh, well, yeah, okay, he shakes your hand. Okay, uh, well. Uh, I've learned that, uh, I, I turned to, to Jim. I have learned that humans like nicknames. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Jeff was like an okay pilot. He, he deserves a name like Jeff. I'm right here, you know. Oh, still? And you, have, you have been doing wonderful, I think. Don't listen to him, Jeff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Wait, these comms working? <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so you know you're, you're you're guided towards again like the 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 loading bay area of your sh- shuttle. The like ramp kind of descends down with this you know like that hydraulic sort of hiss right like, sound, uh, and you are now nice. looking out into the um, you know this this empty like massive hangar bay. You can see. Uh, so if we were going to say that the hangar, you entered the hangar bay in from, I guess, the, um, if we're going to use like north, south, east, west, just sort of a way to arrange like a map, if any of you want to draw along as I'm describing things to you, right? Because I did draw a map for this. I prepared for a fucking thing for the first time in a long time. Uh, yeah. You know, I want to just be able to describe things as using the cardinal directions to kind of help orient, you know, where things are located. So are we starting from the, south to north or north to south? So, uh, well, uh, what do you mean? So you're actually starting on the most east or western part of the northwestern part of the facility from at least from what you can tell okay the hangar you you entered in from like the western side essentially right so the hangar bay doors would have been on that side so as you enter in right and land to your to the west would be the door you know the, 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 the those massive bay doors then there appear to be two um like double double doors with like the little like you know like little, like little glass rectangles you can kind of see through them right they're like they seem to be like push doors or potentially automated doors, um, or to both the north uh, or... to actually the northeast section. There's a there's an exit out of here as well as one to the south. There is another exit. Um, there appear to be some signs um, next to each of the doors. You'd have to walk up to each of them to know where they go because it's a little it's again this is all massive. Uh, hangar bay, you would have to kind of like get a little closer to inspect any of the text or things that are written, like any of the signage that would be guiding you. However, um, there appear to be some walking pads that you can see that had been painted here at some point in time, right? Because you know floor markings, and th- most of the arrows seem to be pointing you towards the um, the south, uh, towards what appear to be security. What color are the see- arrows? Uh, those would be white. There's a set of yellow arrows that are going towards that northeastern door that I talked about. Okay, the white arrows are security. Gotcha. And those go south, you said? 
Yes. So other than that, right, again, the bays, the bays walls are sort of this blend of like, like metal and reinforced composite materials. You can see clearly the scars of war, like blast marks and scorch marks kind of as part in the, on the walls inside of this hangar bay. Um, but it's, it is mostly intact. The ceiling kind of arches above you, right, with some of those sections and panels missing. You can see on the ground here, some of those panels are laying, you know, kind of like like broken and, 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 and you know, in disrepair. You can see that, you know, kind of all through the, the structure of this, though, on the inside, there are like conduits and panels that are lining the walls. So you can see that obviously, right, there is a, there, there, the power would run through here. There is clearly an absence of power at this time. Um, and then those, like I said, those, those prominent exits that are showing there. Are there any um, other lights, like emergency lights going on at all? No, it is dark otherwise. It's, it's def- so it's you know and it's it's got this you can kind of see the gravity envelope of the ship that landed right if your shuttle extends just about to the doors but if you were to look closely you can actually see that uh, outside of that gravity envelope there is still dust and debris hanging in the air um you can clearly see where the shuttle's gravity envelope ends before the room um completes because outside of that gravity envelope there is still debris and dust floating in the air inside of that gravity envelope, all the dust debris has settled now onto the ground. At least for now. Which kind of gives it a bit of like an eerie look, right? You can literally see where like vacuum begins. Oh boy. This is ominous. Alright. So what are we going to do? Maybe uh, get I- some power back to this place? I check the micro, uh, the, the, the walkie-talkie. Did a little check, check. Ah, uh, yes, this is Mulligan, over. Do you, are you getting any, uh, wait, who is this? Mulligan. Your pilot. Okay, come yes. Come on, you, come on, don't, don't do this right now. Do you, um, <laughs> are you getting any readings anywhere on the, on ship in any direction? Power readings, life readings? Uh, let me check. There's a brief silence. Um, no power readings necessarily. I'm getting a little bit of a uh, something. Maybe um, it's, it's it's hard to tell. You know, with with part of this facility being inside of the asteroid, I think that I'm seeing getting some interference. But I I'm willing to bet that the facilities for power and things like that would be on a lower level. Okay. Okay. Uh, the. Th- Thank you. Um, no problem. Over. What the... Well, we could go to security. We could go... For some reason. I, I, Are the ship doors open yet? Like, can we exit the our yeah, craft? Yeah, you, you've stepped down now into the... Hangar bay. Like, you are... I would say... I'm just saying, you guys are all standing right now just at the foot of the ramp that you have exited your ship from uh, until you tell me what direction you want to go. <gasps> How far step. is it to the north one? How far is it? I mean, it's it's, pro- it's 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 over 100 feet away. Like, you mean, it's a, it's a massive hangar bay. You'd have to just walk towards either, you know, follow the arrows essentially right on the ground or just walk straight towards either one of those doors. It's up to you which, guys, which way you guys want to go. You just tell me. Which one looks more like a main quest path and which one looks more like a side quest path? <laughs> <laughs> you know I can't answer that question when you ask it like that. <laughs> uh, J- Jam Jam will walk towards the north one to try to read what it says. Is that the only double door? The north one? No, they're both double doors. 
Um, so the north one, uh, Dumbledore. Jim, as you walk closer to it, you see that um, it, it is shut. There is an appears to be an access card reader next to the door, uh, and it is labeled with waste management, water recycling, and store and uh, storage, like loading bay. Jam Jam will turn to the group. It does not seem like this is the way to the power supply. Um, so there's a northeast door. Is that the one that he just checked? That's the one he just went to. Okay. And then there's a south door. And then we came in through the west, which I assume is just a big hole in, in the ship. Big, big. It's essentially it's, it's like these big, big hangar bay doors that have been like almost stuck. They're like stuck. Open. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just the south really. Then if if we don't want to go towards the waste. Waste management, water recycling, and it says uh, like loading bay, like storage bay. And uh, you might think that sort of thing. As uh, as March is like actively tampering with a few wires that are going into his helmet that has kind of gone a flat gray. Um, you know, waste management's exactly the sort of thing you'd uh, label a place where you don't want people to go because, you know, they won't. Nobody's trying to go to the dump, right? Oh, I forgot something as well. Well, speak um, for yourself. I need to retcon, <laughs> briefly retcon something. And by retcon, I mean, re- like, remind myself that I said I was going to give you something. Um, one thing that Mulligan also provided to you uh, was a couple of, like, portable battery units that you could use to provide, you know, brief local power to something, or maybe to jumpstart a device or something like that, right? So that there is at least some form of power with you. Um, they're small handheld Right, there's like a little handle, carrying handle, and then like the two like connection ports, right, to, for you to clamp some stuff to. Um, who wants to be responsible for the portable batteries? Jam Jam will take those, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Jam, you lost me at responsible. It's just a pair of them. They can't power anything for very long, but should be enough to, I guess, you know, just get brief, like a brief jump of power to something. I wouldn't necessarily waste them on like small or things for too long, right? But it should be enough, at least for your needs to put to give temporary power to a device or a thing if you can figure out how to how to splice the cables or you know jump it like that which there's a few electronics experts here we should have no problem with that well let's hope well let's hope <laughs> I kind of uh, picking up what you're putting down March let's uh, read the other door just so we know yeah read this fundamental right yeah, you walk a little closer to the door to the south, you see that it is labeled as security, offices, briefing room, mess hall. All right. None of these are helpful for restoring power, but maybe we can get what we're looking for. I mean, if you're going to keep power somewhere, you're going to keep it near the utilities. That's just like, you know, building layouts like 101, but... <laughs> Looks like garbage. As you've gotten closer to the southern door, you've you notice that it's actually partially ajar, like it's it opens from the center and like into the wall, right? And it's like stuck. It seems to be stuck in like a like a partially open state. Like it would the open, southern almost door? Like a, like a, yeah, the southern door. Like a, like like almost like a malfunction happened at some point and the door has sort of been like stuck into this like partially open um like not enough for anyone to really fit through. Maybe maybe Choom could if you squeeze through there. Like it's not like a huge gap, right? But it'd be one of those things where you, may, you may have to force it open. It doesn't look, you know what I mean? Like you may have to just like kind of pull the doors apart to, to force nice. those to open. All right, okay. so what do you guys want to do? I'm up for challenge of opening door. I was going to say, there's two sure. big guys standing right here. We might as well try. Yeah, there is. 
All right, uh, Lev, you would you like to make me a strength check then to try to force the door open? Yes, I would. With four arms, because it's badass. Yep, grabs yeah, all four all four limbs grabs it and he starts heaving. Um, I rolled a twenty one. Oh yeah, holy um, shit. You know, there's sort of this like metallic creak um, as like you could. There must be some sort of internals in the inside of the door walls where like the right side, even with all of your strength, you barely are able to push that in. But the left side slides in effortlessly. So you're able to all kind of at least enter through these doors um, if you wanted to head south. Good job, bud. All right. That was awesome. Thank you. Oh, and I'm just like cracking every. Like I lurch my lower oh, back exoskeleton <laughs> cracking. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sound like a rattlesnake. Is it cracking or crunching? Yeah. Crunching. Yeah. Both. <laughs> both. All of the noises. You need to see a chiropractor, friend. Uh, I'm too old for witchcraft. All right, so I don't know. If it's his outsides, maybe he needs like a welder or something. <laughs> Pulls out flame torch or welding torch, puts it back. <clears throat> so uh, we going south or we going waste? It'd be funny if you opened the door and then didn't go through it, right? I mean, we want our options. I mean, what do we yeah, see? but what we, we also we open the door right in front of us. What's, We're going to look like jackasses well, to the audience if we don't go walking through this thing, right? Do we not I see mean, anything? I mean, I am a jackass. Oh, yeah, you can see something if you look through. I mean, it's again, it's a dark. Mean, just, yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm I'm hold on, wait, wait. This is the best time to ask, who has dark vision? I'm pretty oh, sure I do. Oh, fuck. Nope. I do. I can see within 60 feet right now. So Lev has dark vision. Does Jam Jam have dark vision? No. Does do Herengon have dark vision? I wonder. March. Look, right now I barely got like regular vision. Okay, <laughs> so that's a no. Uh, do Minotaurs have dark vision? Brew. Nope. Did we make a Even whole party with labyrinth wanders? They don't have dark. Like vision. I know it's crazy. I mean, like I know where I'm going if I've been there before. So because because darkness doesn't allow me to know what it looks like beforehand, it really doesn't help me. Glorp does have dark vision. Mm. So Glorp does have dark vision. You said? Okay. Yes, I did. Uh, Glorp also has uh, light. Oh. The cantrip. So useful. Thank you. And Chum does not have dark vision. I saw Chum you does that. not have dark so vision. So we only have two dark vision people in this party. That makes me supremely happy. I can actually use darkness for the first time in a long time. Um, so yes, Lev, since you do have dark vision, you can see right by, right beyond the doors to your left. So that would be on the northern side. There is the like security office. It's like a big glass window. You can see that there's like a desk back there with like some some like computer, like some like I don't know buttons and like you know screens built into like like a like a desk panel sitting in there, which you assume may have been like maybe like security cameras and things like that. This is a room off to the left, or this is up ahead yes, to the left. It's essentially like it's essentially like um, it's flush with the wall to your left as you open the door, right? So okay, the security, gotcha. Like, like office it's a console is right there. in the wall. It's or something. enclosed. You can see through the window that the door is uh, around the so like there's actually a this this hallway only extends about thirty feet, and then it, it, it's a T intersection. Okay. Um, that goes left and right, um, and then straight ahead you actually can also see what appears to be. Um, at the like at, the, at, the, at that T intersection appears to be elevators, like elevator doors. 
And then to the um, to the right, doesn't appear to be anything, at least that you can see, except for that there's that there's that path that goes off to the right. Okay. On the ceiling, there appears to be a deactivated, like because you can see it's kind of just hanging down, like kind of almost like limp, uh, is a uh, automated like a like a security turret. Nice. And a and a camera that is pointed towards the door, except the turret is again just kind of pointed down towards like the ground. It doesn't have any power or anything like that, right? So interesting. Mm-hmm. I turn to um to March, and I say, "Do you think we could?" Take that for home. It would be, it would look good in living room, no? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love that idea. He's he's looking at that, <sighs> and anybody looking at him would be able to see. For some reason, his bubble is a completely opaque gray. He's like holding his <laughs> uh, kind of power glove thing up in front of it. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm trying to look something up here. Actually, the player himself is trying to look up uh, text of a spell. <laughs> Love that. Love yeah. that. I just got to find where in the hell the where on earth in the modern manual I left it. Okay, so just so that I, I, I'm making sure it's a T intersection in front of us is an elevator to the left. We can't see left or right, but it does shoot off to the left and right in both hallways. Yes. And then there's a door to our left that leads to the security office. Well, yeah, you can kind of see again, like you're like looking through this, like, you know, this like pane of glass, right? That looks into the security office. You can, you know, you imagine this would be, lo- this would be used for people to, it's like, it's sort of like a secure checkpoint, right? It's probably like bulletproof glass or something like that. Okay. Um, through the glass, you can see on, I guess, what would be considered the uh, southern uh, wall of the security room. Room. That's right, where the okay. door is that would lead into that hallway where the T intersection is, right? Does that make sense? That does, yes. Makes okay. much more sense. So, yep. Okay. That's what you uh, see okay, cool. right now in this corridor. For those what, of you who um, do not have dark vision, you're going to need a source of light to really make out much because it is it is pretty dark once we are leaving this hangar bay area. You don't really have the glow of like right. the, the, the light reflecting off of the planet to like kind of you know, guide you. Um, so it's going to get a lot darker as we enter the facility. So Glorp, I'm not sure if you're choosing to cast light on something or someone. Yeah. Um, I mean, Shum was the most vocal about not being able to see anything, right? Or really the only person that's actually been. Yeah. I have two disadvantages. It's really um, dark and you guys are much bigger than me. And there's no chance. There's no assurance that you're not going to step on me. So you have to choose an object to cast it on, right? So like mm-hmm. it could be like his gun, it could be... I have a know, giant like monkey a, wrench. Oh, none of that seems any fun. Glorp is going to reach down and just touch Choom, like on the oh. chest, and and light up Choom's entire spacesuit, or like the, the orange jumpsuit. So it's glowing yes. almost like a like a snappy glow stick, like, like fluorescent orange. This is so cool! Sure, Guys, I love look, it. Look, glowing monkey! Yeah, so now uh, your glowing nice. monkey is essentially your s- a source of light for all of you. Um, so, right, Chum, ra- you are now radiating essentially 30 feet of, was it bright light? And then another 30 feet of dim light. My mom told me I could be whatever I wanted. Sorry, 10 feet of bright light. And then so, another so, 20 feet of dim, yeah. So 30 feet of light total, okay. So now we got a little more illumination in here. What's this uh, What's this thing hanging from the ceiling here now that I could take a better look at it and uh, know so what I might a, use at it? It is a, it, it looks like a long... Like security turret, it's sort of anchored um, by like a like a U bracket almost from the ceiling. Mm. Um, the barrel 
of this turret is probably like four feet long. Um, and you can see that there's some wires and things like that that seem to connect it into the ceiling. All right, all right. Um, it, it, it looks very unwieldy. Like, this is not something you can probably wield, like, in your hands. This is something that was sort of configured to operate. Uh, but, if, you know, if anything, give me, um, maybe an investigation check. I'm like gonna uh, put my hand on uh, March's shoulder and cast Guidance. Ooh. Yeah, okay, add a D4 right. right, too. What, get a little bit of help in this in, uh, investigation here. That's gotta be so, a, an older model, for sure. So what did I? What do I get from the guidance there? Uh, plus one d four. The glowing monkey provides. Yes, he does. Provides the pointiest of the <laughs> dice. There we go. Okay, so we got a fifteen on the d twenty plus six for investigations. A twenty one plus another two for the d four. So that's twenty three total. Beautiful. Um, so this is definitely uh, some sort of like energy turret. Like it would shoot out probably some sort of beam. Of, of a thing like there's no projectiles you can see that there's no there's nowhere where ammunition would have been loaded right so the ammunition must be just like provided through the power that is run into the device so without power it's not it's it's useless okay so uh we got no power in here unless we want to hook one of the batteries up to it or something like that which we could do but i'm wondering and i mean this is entirely hypothetical about the size of this thing like you know if i were to you know and i'm not naming any specific examples here or anything but if we were to say like you know jb welded to the back of a certain large beetle person we know i'm just saying like allegedly allegedly That I would what? And then we could re I could probably rig up one of those battery packs to it if you really wanted to, you know, turret some people or or things. Uh uh. Like I mean, you know, I and I hate to outsource this sort of thing, like, you know, look, if I could if I could look this thing around, I would. Like I am all about like just carrying massive carnage around, but I mean like I gotta be a little self sacrificing here. Like it is just, you know, it's uh I ain't got the build for it, is, uh, is uh, what I'm saying. So I might as well, you know, yeah. if somebody else wants the gratuitous violence uh, <laughs> here, they can have it. No, that that makes sense. I mean, plane is right, right there. Can, I'm going to use my mag boots and if walk, you... if I can, up the wall onto the ceiling. Does not work that way. Mag boots essentially simulate a gravity uh, envelope. So your gravity plane is essentially flush with the ground. That's all okay. it's helping you. It's all it's helping you do. Can I turn them off? Sure. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, <laughs> we have now entered a state of weightlessness. <laughs> turn off so, my mag boots. And according start to my floating. D, according to my DM screen, any melee attacks you do in, weight, in a weightless environment are at disadvantage unless they're with a piercing weapon. Okay. Uh, and you would have to essentially, for movement, push yourself off of. Um something right to in order, in order to gain any sort of momentum or you know be able to move at all right hey uh brew can you give me can you uh <clears throat> toss me so the way it says essentially is that you have to be able to push yourself off of or you know essentially receive force uh, from something that is heavier than oh, you I'm gonna receive in order some to force. move up to your movement in a straight line <laughs> i'm like now floating like head level with with brew How's your arm, big boy? Throw me at the turret. So, what am I doing? I'm just like, like throwing you. 
He will take zero effort. Right, no rolls so, uh, necessary. He is worthless. All right, uh, brace yourself, Duder. Ah. Oh, I forgot about that. No, no, no. This is great. I'm also continue. negative two. Continue. But okay. He said he's feeling fine. You're welcome. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my uh, my hoofed hand, and I'm going to uh, kind of give him a, a good a good heave. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna swim through the air. I think he was technically the one who was yote. Okay. <laughs> after after That's being a new quote. Yoke After me. being <laughs> yeeted towards this, I did uh, the yeeting. Turret, right, you're able to latch yourself onto it. Um, yeah. You can see that it's kind of again, it's being held in place with these sort of big bolts on like a U, sort of oh, like, yeah. you know, like a U bracket. Um, you know, you might be able to take some time to like unfasten this, but then you'd also have to unhook all the wires and all the things that are kind of running up into the ceiling as well, right? It's it's it's, it's being suspended by a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I will also say that uh, while you're up here and looking at this thing, could you make me a perception check, please? Yes, I can. I perceive with a 19. You can see that um, there's like some like, you know, branding written on the side of the barrel. uh, And it just says uh, Warlockheed and Marvin. Would that mean anything to me? Uh, Make me a history check. Oh, I rolled a 17 twice. Um, oh, wow. That's a yeah. 19. That's, that's plus two. You know that Warlock, Heat, and, Mar- and Marvin is a um, subsidiary of a subsidiary of, Ab- of Astral Tech. Great. Fucking corpse. All right. Uh, because I recognize the model, do I get any, uh, any, any good things on trying to start taking it apart? Um, what you know is that this is definitely an advanced piece of technology and there you know it's 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 probably got some proprietary like code software things like that that kind of help it run it's got some friend or foe mechanics that have been installed into it that are controlled by some sort of separate receiver um like this needs to be controlled by some sort of computing device like you know that for sure like this is All not right. something that can be sort of fired manually it has to be has to it's it's, it's part of you know it's just it's you have to like so essentially, if we wanted to use it as a weapon, just plain and out, you'd have to like Lev hook, you'd have, have to find some way it. to you'd have to essentially create a build and like hook it up to a console to like and March it. would have to control it. Yeah, it's an automated turret. Okay, so that being said, as I see like the wires, I'm gonna start taking the brackets off and any mechanical like fixings. I'm gonna start taking off. But Make I'm gonna me a like, check with your mechanics tools, please. Oh yeah, and we'll do decks. For the uh, ability to tie to it, please. Nice. And I have uh, uh, proficiency in these. So that's 10 plus 2 plus. You said dex? Yep. 3. So that's 15. 15. Okay, take, it's, it's going to take you some time. Um, these things are kind of fastened pretty tight, you know, so you can spend the next 10 minutes trying to unfasten these things. I relay the information to the group. It's going to take me like uh, 10 minutes and I'm probably going to need the uh, hair to come up here if we want this done. How, how badly do we want an automated laser turret? And I know when I say that out loud, it sounds really cool. So uh, I'm just asking for the group. Yeah, I feel yeah, like could that go- question answered itself. <laughs> yeah, we could go check out the office while you unhook Doohickey. Are you going to leave the glowing monkey alone on the giant haunted ship? No, I'm going to hang out here because this shit amuses the hell out of me. All right. 
All right, as long as I have a buddy, I'm okay. Just don't leave me alone. He's he's cranking away. He's just fucking throwing okay. the, the little nuts and bolts are like floating around him as he's just kind of tossing them. Chum is now occupied. What are the rest of you doing? March said he's staying here to watch the show. Yeah, yeah, that and if he needs any like uh, technical support up there, I definitely have a mage, need to. I have a mage hand I can send up, and as long okay. as he puts it on a home row, I could type things. I will, nice. I will, I will then say to Levin, the rest of you who are you know sort of ground level, because like you know you've kind of walked in a little bit now here to this hallway. You can see that you know against the T intersection wall there are two elevator doors. There is a sign for stairs to the that goes off to the left, which would be to the east. Um, and then to there's uh, arrows to, that are pointing to your right, which would be where you're facing. That would be the west. That uh, say um, that they're labeled for uh, med bay and comms. I fucking knew it. And then the to the to the to the left, right there, uh, you know, beyond the elevators and the stairs, there are signs that um, are essentially saying. Um, the, the signs pointing down say labs um, and utilities, and the signs to the that, that are pointing on the same floor, you know, again are pointing to offices, um, crew quarter, you know, like quarters, uh, briefing room, mess hall, those types of things are all in that direction. In the labs direction, in the you know, the labs are downstairs. It appears, um, you know, down, down a down a level. Um, but then the rest of the, yeah, like all the quarters and things like that. Towards um, the stairs, be, you're saying. Okay. Yes, there's that the, the hallway continues uh, in both directions. Okay. Uh, Jam Jam will turn to the group. Uh, Jam Jam found utilities. Yes, those appear to be downstairs as well. Well, um... There's not a blinking light in here, is there? Not a single one. No power. You can see that there are like, you know, like almost like um like like LED strips, like uh, you know, in, built into almost like the um like the ceiling, like in the like the, you know, where like the wall meets the ceiling, like in the corners to kind of like light up. You can see it both in the ceiling and in the floors, right where it would light the the facility up. Um, but the lights are dormant. I feel like as one of the few people, I feel like as one of the few people that I can see that has dark vision. I uh, some of you have flashlights, I think, too. First, um, I was wondering. I asked that earlier. I, th I, was, I thought he it was gave part us of your kits. Yeah, yeah, like you think about it, right? Like most of your starter kits came with torches. If this was regular D and D, so like your torch is just the a fucking flash flashlight now. So you know what I mean? That's How like far does the that equivalent. Go? Um, it would probably be do the same as about you know like it depends like if it was like you know one of those like, like if it was like a mag light it would be really far and like indirected you know the flashlights that you have are probably more just like a tactical flashlight right something that would just illuminate like a smaller space you know like wherever you're pointing it and looking um, but not necessarily like a no, no like, like electric feet. lanterns unless I, I mean I mean check your inventories right like I gave everyone a starter kit so you know I guess sure. see what you got some of you might have glow sticks some of you might have you know like flares some of you might have um, like flashlights, you know, just check and see what you got. Use that. Pretty sure Jam Jam has glow sticks. But I, I guess my question is: Are the rest are, are the rest of you going to continue to explore this facility, or are you going to wait for Chum to finish his business here? 
Like, did it, you know, do you, or at least you, maybe your immediate surroundings, right? Again, there's that security room um, right next to you um, that you'd actually still be able to see Chum at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, I'm, uh, I'm glowing. Yeah, Bruce just exhausted at this point, so he's just going to kind of lean up against the wall, kind of wait on Chum. Yeah, I, you can almost like see that Brew is almost like trying to catch his breath. Uh, which is weird, you know. I'm I'm just plum tired. I checked the door. You need the anything? You need, you need office. I got door. some. I got some stuff. As he's like talking through, there was some cross trader there. Le- Lev, did you say you were checking the door? Yes. Yes. Okay. The door itself appears to be shut, like you know, like stuck closed, and there's an access card reader, you know, unpowered um, next to it. Hmm. Um. Okay. Charge this up. See if we can open this door. We have a little battery joint, don't we? You do. Is that it's a limited a, you know, use thing? I yes. mean, yes. Batteries do have a limited lifespan to them, so you know well, you I have to know. pick and choose. I don't know if it was uh, like a little crank, sh- you know. No, but there is a no. It's not one of those. Essentially, it's just like a, like a portable handheld battery. You just clamp, you know, like you like clamp some cables to jump something with. Um, it's almost like like almost picture just like what, like a, a car battery, except it's not for a car. It's just a general like you know portable battery. Um, I will say uh, that there is like you know on the portable batteries themselves, there is like a little like LED light that kind of just indicates like you know it's 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 battery life. So it, there is a clear visual indicator of its current like capacity. If I try to nudge the door a little, does it move at all? I mean, there's like the there's the slight like maybe like like jiggle as again this this door is not powered, so maybe some of the um, electronic mechanisms that would have been keeping it closed yeah. aren't necessarily engaged. However, any of the physical sort of you know mechanics and restrained things that would be holding this door closed are still very much in place. Like there's there's a little bit of movement, move. but it's it does feel stuck. Like you'd have to you'd have to like really use your strength. Okay to try to force this door open or, you know, maybe try to jam something in there to kind of pry it or help, you know, if you have like a crowbar or something like that, you might be able to get it into like the jam and kind of, again, it's in one of those doors that just slides into the wall, right? Like, like an auto, like an, like an automated door mm-hmm. that would probably just like auto- open if you were to slide a key card in front of it when this place had power. Uh, jam jam would like to disengage his mag boots and how, how would aggressive tobogganing work in space? Uh, good question. In, no, in, in zero gravity, if you could launch yourself off of something, you would just use whatever movement is offered from aggressive tobogganing, you know, to move in a straight line up to that movement speed. But you'd have to press yourself up of something. You're not something you're going to be sliding on anything except for yeah. just again air. That's kind of what I thought. All right, yeah. uh, but he, he's just going to love the thought, up though. Love the thought towards Chum uh, uh-huh. and try to use his machete to cut the cables. <laughs> just gonna just slice through the wires. Literally, Chooms like, like got his little because he has a MP3 player. That's my my thing that I brought. So he's like got music in. <clears throat> Bolt here, nut there. Looks to his left, thinks nothing of it. Looks again and just sees a floating fucking penguin man with a machete just coming straight for him. Yep. Yeah. What do you Whoa! do? What's the plan for stopping there, big boy? He's gonna hold up his hand and just like wait, 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 wait. Uh, how does one stop? 
I mean, when you when you touch uh, the touch something, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. All something right. that you could then pro- you know provide an opposite force off. I just of didn't to... like the smile you had on your face when he was like, "I'm flying towards tomb with a machete." It's more just because he just wants to you know slash these cables off. You <sighs> know what I mean? It's just great. Would I be able to tell that's not a good idea or not? Can I? I don't know. Investigate the the cord or the wires to see if they're important or not. I guess tell me instead. Uh, how else were you planning to sever the cables um, that are also anchoring this, you know, into the ceiling? I was going to either do it myself where, like, you cut the wires, but you leave enough wire that you can reattach the wires to something if you want later, or mm-hmm. get March up here with the mage hand to tell me or which ones to don't matter and which ones do. That was going to be my plan. You have to cut all of them. They all (laughs) matter to a certain degree because you would have to cut all of them to detach this thing. Right. But, like, that's that's all I was going to do. Okay. Well, you know, Jam Jam's coming to assist with that. Do you let him just machete the cables off? He's flying through the air with machete. Is is let an option here? Yeah, I was going to say, like, I don't know. Jam Jam has Jam Jam has the agency to, you know, Slash, or just be like, "Hey, where do you want me to cut this?" You know what I'm saying? Like, there is a. It's not just that he's flying towards us with a machete, so therefore they are cut. We've right? all like been living with Jam sequence Jam of actions. For, we've lived with Jam Jam for a while now. We Jam Jam, would you? Jam Jam does. Yeah, Jam Jam, Jam, Jam would you is. slice first and ask questions later? No, uh, no well, not necessarily. Um, but Jam Jam would say, "You will thank Jam Jam later." And then he'll try to uh, cut them closest to the ceiling, recognizing sure. that the intention is that make they me use a melee them. attack roll with your machete. Oh fuck, John! Don't roll a one. <laughs> the love of God. March is now hovering up there uh, next to the rest of uh, pe- uh, everybody. Floating oh great! In the More air people to with be the in mage hand. danger. Mage hand is holding him by the back of his collar. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Mage hand, I guess, like li- like lifting something that weighs that much just means nothing in weightlessness. Right? Yes. So. Yes. All I need is for oh, that little that. bit of drive oh, to move me around. I fucking hate that. Uh, I, Jam hate, Jam? I hate the implications of this. Jam Jam, I'm going to put a hand on your shoulder and I'm going to go, all right, bud, right there, right there. And I'm going to cast guidance. All right. Add a D4 to your attack roll, Jam Jam. Yeah. Um, for a machete for slashing, that's strength, right? Uh, a machete is kind of yeah. like a, I would I would consider that like almost like a scimitar. So I think that that is it, that is dex. finesse. Mm. So you can choose to use dex if your dex is higher. Oh, okay, and then I add a plus four to that, or d four to that. A d four to that, whatever whatever your roll was. Okay, that's only a nine really. still. Oh my! What the fuck did you roll? Uh, seven. Um, seven. Well. You rolled a seven, but you also get right. It's an attack roll, right? So that's your you add your dex to that, and you add your proficiency to that. Oh, okay. So it's eleven. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but he's gonna keep hacking at it regardless until <laughs> it actually falls off. I mean, yeah, it's not a clean cut, but you do get through them. Um, you know, they're just a little bit frayed at the ends, but I'm sure with some doctoring, you can you can splice these cables. Yeah, that's together. fine. Someone, yeah. Okay. So the cables have been <laughs> severed, and after a few more minutes, you've detached this turret, and it's we're just kind of floating there, weightless. Nice. Mission success! And I'm gonna like, kind of like, try and like kick it towards the, the where ground? the ship is. Well, yeah, you weigh significantly that. less than this turret. You're going in the opposite direction. Perfect. Yeah, you're gonna be pushing yourself <laughs> off of, I guess. Let's go. Yeah. 
I mean, unless you you can anchor himself to like the U bracket, right, and then push. That would work. I would allow that. I, I yeah, will push it towards uh, yeah. the ship. Yeah, I that's exactly the, what I was gonna do. I, I get 100%. on the horn to and uh, uh, hello. Uh, listen, we are uh, sending package over to you right now. So can you grab that and like package. I don't know, thirty seconds maybe. Are you gonna make me roll for the, you, the kick? You, no, no, no. Okay, it's fine. Ahead. But you see it. Okay, so you manage to get it through the doors, and as soon as it crosses through the doors and a few a few feet in, it just hits the ground as the as it enters the gravity envelope for the uh, ship. Yeah, take care of that for us, bud. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, thank you, Jeff. That is nice. <laughs> okay, so there's I'm just float. a piece of, of yeah. There's like essentially the, the 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 turret part of an automated turret that's just like on the ground somewhere near the ship. Or in the hangar bay. I hope Am Jeff I is high enough that, up like I said that. that if I turn my mag my mag boots on now that it would be bad? I mean, it would hurt a little bit, right? It's uh, about twenty feet to the ceiling, so I'm gonna say that that's one d six for every ten feet you fall. Okay, so real quick, so, so- this is a question. In with simulated mag boot gravity, does it act as if gravity, like Earth gravity, or is it like? It's yeah. It's it's it, okay. It simulates like whatever your like whatever one G would be in this, um, you know, in our universe. Okay, so I'm gonna turn my mag boots on, and then I'm going to glide to the ground. Glide because had to disease, the ground. Have oh, a you have the, feature. Yeah, 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 yeah. If I yeah, fall yeah. from above ten feet, I can glide. Sounds good. That sounds great. It's right. it's it feel it feels awkward though. So you still kind of hit the ground with a thud, but you take no damage. Oh shit! Okay, uh, I've been wanting to do that for a while. Spread my wings, so to speak. Uh, Jam Jam is headed towards the utilities section. Okay, well the utilities again are pointing towards the stairs, so you would pass the elevators and are walking towards the stairs. You can see ahead of you is where the crew quarters are, and there's a hallway that then also goes to the left, which goes up north, um, and then yeah, to your right. Uh, <laughs> on the southern southern wall, there are the two elevator doors that are shut, and then the stairs. Looking at the stairs, however, you see that the stairwell itself has collapsed. Of course. Well, that's not good. March will, until it is no longer convenient, be propelling himself around solely by Mage Hand, hovering at, at, at about good. six inches above the ground. And staring at a collapsed stairwell with a Mage Hand uh, hovering march. <laughs> We're going to call this episode of the Hapless Heroes podcast right here. <laughs> and just leave the exploration of this facility for the next several episodes. What a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to find another way downstairs. May have to figure out some other some other oh, methods, so some other ways. things. Um, so, before that, though, uh, if you like us, you can find us on the internet. We are on uh, all sorts of places, but we've collated all of the places that we can find us on the internet into one particular place on the internet called our link tree it's just linkter.ee slash hapless heroes uh it's got links to our all of our social media accounts you know our podcast homepage, our merch store our fan run wiki and uh the crown jewel of our internet presence our discord server where you can talk and interact with us on a daily basis. We talk about all of our episodes that are, you know, that we we do. We are hosting listening parties in there every so often for different campaign milestones and, and when, or whenever we just decide we want to hang out with our listeners and listen to an episode together. Uh, we, you know, we talk about all kinds of stuff in there. We'd encourage you to join our, our, our community. It's, it's definitely the best place to actually interact with us. And um, it's just a cool place to hang out. 
But if you really, really like us, you can leave us a five-star review or rating in the podcast service of your choice. All of those help us just gain more visibility to the show and get more people listening and and checking us out. And, uh, you know, if your podcast service doesn't let you leave a five-star review, but you still want to say some nice words, you can uh, also leave them in the five-star channel in our Discord or email us, haplessheroes at gmail.com. I just wanted to do a quick shout-out to Nad Nurb, who has been emailing us um, at our Gmail account, you know, just talking about the show, asking questions, and just saying in general, hello, uh, shout out, dude. Thank you for all of the nice things you said about us. Thank you for being a listener for so long. And, you. Uh, you know, this is just your personal your personal shout out. Thanks for reaching out to us. Um, but yeah, I, again, encourage you to do that. Uh, and, but if you don't want that, and you still want to show your support and love for us, well, if you really, really, really like us, we have a Patreon page. It's just patreon.com slash We have a whole bunch of rewards, almost everything really living at the $5 tier, shining roles in our Discord server, bloopers, behind-the-scenes audio, bonus content and episodes and things that don't really fit within our normal episode cycle. You know, just whatever we can kind of think of to get back to you. Uh, we're still working through, like, you know, creating more merch options within there as well, so that, you know, for long-time donors, there's another way that we can kind of give you some free stuff uh you know that, that kind of goes along with your donations uh so keep an eye out for all those things and yeah just patreon.com slash heroes see if it's right for you now that i've done my spiel the last thing i really have to do is outro my wonderful cast for you <laughs> starting in reverse order with sebastian as shum de loom hell yeah glowing monkey nicole as glorp glup glup do you think there's still snacks in the mess hall Mike as Brunner Brew Blitzbor. I'm so weak I could barely whip a gnat. Lewis as Lev Zangief. That turret is going to look good at the house. <laughs> John as Jam Jam. Until next time. And Dave as March. Yeah, good night, everybody. Now, Francesco, I've been your host and DM. We'll see you next week. Bye bye now. Bye. 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 bye.